0: Well, hello there. This is Jim the Keys Bartender coming to you from a sunny and a drying out Key Largo in Florida, Keys. If you're not familiar with the Keys Bartender podcast, it's a podcast about bartending and Keys life. Yes, we're in the midst of uh, just a couple weeks before the summer, the season starts, but it's pretty much started. And uh, you can get a lot of deals down here. I would suggest to check it out. Over the past weekend, we've... uh, you know, it gets busy in intermittent times, let's say. You get your weekends, people coming down for, uh, from uh, the mainland, and then you have the tourists. The weather's still pretty good here, but I understand the dynamics. You know, when you're closer to home, especially up north, the the... All the recreational areas that you take care of in the summertime, any like going to the beach or the lake or the mountains, whatever you do, it's just so much to do nearby, you're not escaping the cold. And that's what we offer in the wintertime. And sometimes people just don't understand down here and they go, wow, it's so slow in the summertime. Well, because it's summer everywhere, that's why. Well, everywhere in this part of the world. So... I've been working at this job for quite some time. I don't know about you, but a lot of people, when you're doing the same job and a similar job, you start getting, I don't know what you call it, you you get it cultured or you get just used to the same questions and doing the same things. And sometimes that could be kind of like drudgery or boring. And you're looking for me, I need to be... Occupied. I love a good question from somebody. Someone asking me a question, not necessarily when it's really busy. Um, a one good thing we are going to be switching over. We we did everything hand tickets at work. We're switching over to a POS system, and that's going to be exciting. That's going to be for a couple weeks. I'll be entertained somewhat trying to learn that. And it'll be, eventually, I'm sure it's going to be really streamlining my my work. Well, this, like I said, this weekend, we had a big party on Friday. It was kind of busy, not so busy, but decent amount of business on Saturday. And then Sunday, I filled in the daytime. Normally, I don't work on Sundays. I filled in as a manager on duty. And for me... And a lot of people that work in the industry and stuff like that, it's always, I always thought it's good to fill in in a different role, you know, to help, you know, every so often to jump behind the line in the kitchen if you can, if they're accepting of you or maybe wash some dishes, you know, if you have the ability to be the manager on duty, open up, see what it's like, take a look different. You you look at things differently when you look at it from a different position, From as a a bartender, I'm thinking about all the things I need to have the bar ready and to serve drinks and be able to take orders and do things like that. Obviously, I'm not going to go through the detail on that, but there's a certain purview or, or set of responsibilities I have. And even though I can see beyond the bartending part, I can also see the, you know, you have to have the doors open. You have to have the lights on. For me, I'd like to post the specials that day on our social media so to get the word out. You know, we have, you know, they have various specials and things like that. But when I'm just managing, I'm thinking about the whole restaurant. I'm thinking about the kitchen. What do they need? So yesterday, I got up a little earlier than I normally would to go in because we had a cleaning uh, person come in. To clean the restaurant. So I give them. They want to come in earlier than normal. So I, I'm i right around the corner. I go and unlock it. And then I go to the store. And do some shopping for things that are. You know we're short of that that day. Then I come in. Make sure everything's open. Make sure the bank's in. We got enough change. I check with the kitchen. To make sure all the items that uh, were You know, for our mainstays, for our menu items that we have the critical items. Every so often, if you're familiar with restaurants, they have an 86 list. And what is an 86 list? That just means things they don't have. And if it's a mainstay, like you have to have fish. You have to go. We have to go to our supplier. One of our local fisheries or something like that. If or they actually they would come in and deliver it. We order from them. They deliver every day. But some things you have to get yourself. If you need green onions, this, that, you just have to go and get it. You can't work without these things. You know, you can probably have one particular item. You can miss some. You don't, you know, you want to have your mainstay. You have to have seafood. You have to have blackening seasoning, whatever that is. So you can have blackened fish. This is at our place. You need to have eggs. All those things. So we, I'm not going to go on a, a, a just a list of those things. But see, I'm looking, not only looking at my, and then I got to think of the bar items. I got to think of ice. I make sure the ice machines work and make sure the place is presentable when the cleaning person in. Make sure that everyone comes in uh, and they got everything they need. See that they're ready and posting our specials and then when you're ready to go. And it just gives me a, Bigger thing. Now, would I want to do that every day? No, I would not want to do that every day. But it does give me a little different look. It kind of changes the pacing. And I know for me, when I'm doing something for a long time without changing it up, I can get super bored. I can get super bored. When I first started doing my uh, spin instruction. And that's indoor cycling. I used to make all this music list. And if you're listening to a podcast, I'm assuming you know how to use these music apps. And what people do is they build these playlists. And the playlists go from, depending on the length of the the class, for spin class, and you pick appropriate music that's motivating, blah, 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 blah. And it either goes from 40 minutes to an hour. You got your warm-up songs, and you got your cool-down cool down songs, you got all the music in between so people can work out. And what I found, when I did that for a while, I ended up having like 40 playlists. And uh, those playlists also, those songs would occur multiple times on multiple playlists that I play in some of the most, you know, more appropriate songs. Songs for sprints, climbing, jumps, we call them. But when I built those, I, I was getting bored because I was using about eight of those playlists more than the other 32 because I liked them and they had a better reception from the people in the class. And I said, boy, I'm getting kind of really boring and I'm recycling these playlists. And people are starting to um, have, you know, they, they, they're able to forecast what the next song's going to be. Oh, this, memory! oh, this, when this song is, this song comes up next. And I thought the only thing I could do would be, and it keeps it fresh for me, is to break up all those playlists and make them into different things. I break them into subcategories. So during the class, I pick the songs as the class is going on. And hopefully with that, I'm not. Picking the same songs over and over, and I'm pretty good about that. I'll just think, "Boy, I, I think I played that song a bunch of times. I better, better not pick it this time." And that's the thing that changes it up for me. Just like becoming manager on duty, just like when I jump behind there if I have to jump behind the uh, in the kitchen and do dishes. You know, at the end of the night, grab a couple trash cans, empty them out, do that. I always thought that, you know, it doesn't matter the job, no matter what your position, if you could do any job in your place of work, that just makes you a better employee, not because you're just taking care of a job, the job itself. You're getting a different perspective on the workings of your place and a different, and it shows the people you work with that you're you're not... Beholden hold into your position, that right? you just have to go, well, I'm only going to do this, I'm not going to be able to do that, and it makes you, you appear as if you don't think that that job is beneath them, because there's nothing, I think, that makes somebody more antagonized or hostile than when they think one of their co-workers thinks their job is too menial, or thoughtless that they can't perform either. I mean, you don't want to go in there and try to do the job better than that person or make it appear as if you're, this is how you do the job. You're showing them, I, I I'll do the job with a gusto. I'm not ashamed of doing it. I will, I will go in the kitchen. I will clean up a mess in the bathroom and wash myself completely afterwards. But once you do something like that, It just makes everyone appear as if. So, whenever I get the opportunity to be a manager, I always think, What do you need? You know, is it if there's too much trash in the trash can, you have a hard time lifting up? The guy in the kitchen has a hard time lifting up and putting it in the dumpster. I said, Well, get a hold of me, I'll give you a hand. Or the bartender's bartender is not that busy and the keg needs changing. Well, I'll, I'll give you a hand with that. I'll take care of that. You know, I know, obviously I can do the job because that's my job too. Or serving a table or busing a table or doing a deep cleaning. And that's another thing that you could do, like on a sl- slow day. I'm thinking about when, when you don't have the opportunity to do another person's job, there's other things that you can do in your place that help you uh, take a different perspective take a look at it and say what is what is this place well um, some of these knickknacks we have need some dusting or the jukebox there's so many fingerprints you know because jukeboxes nowadays are more touch screen and things like that just wipe down that wipe down the walls wipe down your shades if you have shades shades if you have curtains take them down wash them these you know Restaurants and bars always talk about this, like especially in these vacation uh, locations or when you're going to take an extended time off, they have this thing, they do deep cleans. Now, I don't think deep cleans is only set for once a year or once a season. I think you could break it down throughout the course of the year a couple times. There's nothing to say that you can't just clean the the shades once a month or your fans. A lot of people forget about that, too. Ceiling fans. You got to dust them off everything. These, These things are so unsexy and so not part of what you think a restaurant or bar is. But in the end, it makes all the difference it makes all the difference especially these family run places and things like that they don't necessarily have to look spotless but it's nice if they're clean i'm th- so you ever been in those places and it's a lot of they have a lot of knickknacks and things like that and you th- you go oh man this place has to be a bitch to clean and you look at it and say well this place is filthy or this place you don't notice the place is filthy a lot of times with places with a lot of clutter a lot of knickknacks around and stuff like that, you don't notice how clean it is. No place is spare and just tables and surface tops. You can look around and say, boy, this place is pristine. But there's nothing worse than going in a place with a lot of stuff in there and say, you just see heavy dust everywhere, dusty bottles, dusty shelves, dusty um, television screens. And that's all things you can do and all things you can take you outside of your box, your comfort zone and say, listen, I got to look at this place in a new light. And it may not be with a position. It could be with you're doing something uh, different than, than other than your job when you have the opportunity. You're taking inventory, looking to see, hey. Uh, At the bar, like next week or the next time I do it, I'm going to go and take a look at all our liquors and see if we have any eyeball liquors that we've been sitting around for a while. And then we'll come up, me and the bartender on duty will come up with these special drink specials try to blow them out. And that's all things you can do to make a little more exciting, a little different. Because there's no, you always hear that thing, there's no small jobs, there's small people. But, you know, the more you expand your interest and things like that, it, it takes away the boredom factor of it. Speaking of boredom, there's one of the things when you come into bars and restaurants, and it happens in a lot of different places and places of work, is when you come into, I wouldn't call them conflicts, but when you have a decision to make. One of the big decisions at a bar is uh, the television. What are we going to watch on the television? You go to a sports bar. I've been to many sports bars where they have... Obviously they have tons of televisions and they're gonna they're gonna say on Sundays when the NFL is playing or they'll have every game playing for the afternoon, evening games, Sunday night game, Monday night. They'll have a TVs assigned for it, and they'll have every TV and then they'll have an extra TV just in case there's a game they don't have on and they say, Oh, listen, you go and watch it over there. Well, where I work, there's three televisions. There's one main one at the bar. There's one off to the bar away from it. So if you had like two different things to watch, you'd put that up. And then you have one off to one of our back rooms. And usually for the kind of crowd we have, three is plenty. Three is plenty. If you don't have the NFL ticket, you know, that's pretty much all the games. You're going to only have two games. You can show it one time anyway. So... What we do when we have people that come into conflict, you know, especially this time of year when we have NHL, NBA uh, playoffs, and we have baseball and NASCAR. And obviously there's other items. There's tennis, golf, there's summer league football. So everyone has a different interest. When it comes to the uh, – this is the easy one. When it's see a local team, a team in your area, and it's a playoff. And it's the game's on, the local team in the playoffs gets the main TV. That's just it. Okay? But below that, when it's not Monday Night Football, when it's in not, you know, the let's say Miami playing, you have people that want to watch the French Open, let's say today. The French Open. Or... NASCAR, things like that. It's first come, first serve when someone comes in. If someone's watching it and they're watching NASCAR and someone comes in wanting to watch the French Open, I go and say, well, listen, NASCAR's on. I'll put a French Open over here. There's going to be someone disappointed, but at least you go with the hard and fast rules because sometimes the person wants to watch the French Open gets earlier and then you're going to piss off the NASCAR guy. You're going to piss them all off if it's the NBA Finals and NASCAR is going and the French Open is going, well, French Open is on another continent, so if it's at 7 o'clock at night, you're not watching live tennis, so you don't have to worry about that. But that's where you have to be consistent. The first person that watches it, you got to have a set of rules, and you go down. And the same thing, goes, there's secondary, there's jukebox rules. At our place of work, we have a jukebox that... um like many other people places have, and now they're touchscreens. But when it's not playing on particular songs, you can set it to a genre. And there's maybe 30 genres. You got 50s, classic rock, music from the 70s. You have pop Latin music. You have regional Mexican. You have Irish music. Uh, you have tropical music. You have country, old school country. Um, New country. Like I said, classic rock, alternative. Easy listening. So for that, you know, there's so many different tastes in music and stuff like that. And the biggest gulf between them is people that like, let's say, rock and country music. Because there's people that like rock and they're not a big fan of the country. And you got the country people that just... That's just the way it is. And then you got blues and stuff like that. So the way I view it, and actually, if the owner controls it, the owner controls it. But, but when it's the bartender, the bartender is the only person in, I think, the position, other than the people in the kitchen, that really can't go anywhere. They're stuck there for the duration when they're working. So I always defer, and I know it sounds like because I'm the bartender, but you're stuck in that room. You're not walking all around. You're not walking inside, outside, doing these things. You're able to walk away if you may not have a table at the time and stuff like that. You got to stay at the bar. So I always say, yesterday when I was managing, I asked the bartender on duty and I said, hey, listen, what kind of music do you want to listen to? In the beginning, uh, when I let the cleaning woman in, I said, would you like to, you know, you know, she or she happened to be Latin. I asked if she would like the regional Mexican music, and then that's what she likes. So I do the hard and fast rules with that. And after that, if the bartender says, ah, I don't really care, then you go on to the next person. And that's the way you do it. Now, some of the most contentious decisions you have to make, we have to decide, is who gets the bill. Who gets the bill? That's the crazy one, isn't it? Now the bill thing for me, I always say if it's everything being equal, the tie goes to the home team. You're regular. Now, if they both ask at the same time. Otherwise, it's the first person to ask. But there's override there's clauses in there. There's some exceptions. And one is if one of the people asking for the, the bill is a known great. Or bad tipper. Now, <laughs> I know you don't want to hear this and stuff like that, but if you're the arbiter of who's going to get the bill and they're asking you, I would give it to the person you know. If it's a known quantity, a person you know always tips well, and it's the other person you don't know. Now, you could be missing out, possibility. Missing out on a huge tip, but most likely you'll be missing out on a uh, uh, all right tip or a bad tip. When you got the regular person say, you listen, you're good to me. There you go. And you should always try to do that with it. I learned that the hard way. I learned that the hard way through experience that you've had people that say, wow, they're they're pretty good tippers. They enjoy their their the service I give them. They they go above and beyond the percentage on a regular basis. And this other person I never met is asking for the ticket. And I'm going, well, I'm not going to... I spent a lot of effort on it to make these people look good and all this stuff. I'm going to give them the ticket. And that's the way I go. Now, a lot of people may argue with me and say, listen, you did say the first person to ask. And sometimes people give it cards and I go and say, well, no, I don't want to take your card if I don't know who they are. And I said, these are regulars. We don't need to take a card and stuff. And, and there's no guarantee. They said, don't worry. I know they're a good tipper. I'm a good tipper, too. And I'm like, huh. I don't know how many times I heard that, that they think that they're going, instead of tipping 15%, they might do 17%. When they have to go to, um, to their phone, when a grown-ass person has to go to their phone to figure out 15%, I apologize out there. I know it's it's almost... Me trying to just fathom someone not knowing how to get percentage is like a sighted person trying to figure out how a blind person experiences the world. It is totally... It's totally just like... I have no idea when I'm telling you. give me that, you know, this is 15%. It's a $40 bill, 15% is $6, right off the head, top of the head. I'm always, you know, percentages, most people I think know, if they're in the service industry, they should be good with fractions and percentages. Now, being able to convert those to the, the fractions and stuff like that, in decimal points, That's, I know that's a little harder thing, but I, I was, I was pretty good with math beforehand. And we just look at that. And, you know, sometimes when you're sitting at a table from the other side, I've seen it. When, like, I've known someone come in to a place where I know the people. I'm a regular at the restaurant. This is years ago because I don't hang out in restaurants and bars anymore. But if I'm with someone, it says someone went and says I want to handle the bill. Now, there's some people that are very good. I mean, I have some friends that are much better tippers than I am. And I thought I was a really good tipper. I'm known as a pretty good tipper. So I'll I'll gladly say, I'll look at the person and say, don't worry, this person's a good tipper. So there's always, there's always, you know, when you're working behind a bar, you got to work as an arbiter on, on things, right? So lastly, we talked about the home, yeah, like a tie goes to the home team and I said there was no exceptions and stuff like that. But there's, if you've worked at a place for a while, and at least me working at this place for a while, I'm used to running into certain situations. And you heard the questions before. You know, when it's busy night and someone comes running in, they're looking around. And I always kind of get the feeling, especially when a guy comes up, you got that woman, they sense the sense of urgency, ninety-five-98% of the time they're looking for the bathroom. And I'm always, um, I'm going, like, you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes when you go to a place. (laughs) Well, there's some places that have a lot of little hallways and doorways and stuff like that. And it's kind of like one of those escape rooms and trying to find the goddamn bathroom, right? And forget if it's not in English and they don't have the accepted word for restroom on it or the symbols or anything like that. Yeah, you may have a tough time. But let's say 80%, a good 80% of the time. You can tell that this is an entrance to the kitchen and this is an entrance to the hallway that probably would be where the bathrooms are. And that's where you go, right? But do you have people to run up and say, do you have a bathroom? Well, that's a classic one. You know, you don't, I'm I'm a kind person, so I do not tend to, F around with people that are looking for the bathroom because they have business at hand. But there's other questions and people come in, stuff like that. And I, I, you wait for them with bated breath. You hope that the night's going boring, it's shitty, and you just need someone to tell you something that's going to brighten your day. And every so often I get it. Uh, yes, uh, last week I had one of our regulars come in And you know what? I'm not giving it up because you know what? I have like 50, 60 regulars, so they won't know it. And this person says uh, they order order steamed vegetables. That's what they want, that they eat their steamed vegetables. I go, wow, that's pretty exciting there, but that's not what I was waiting for. And it wasn't particularly busy, but somewhere they sit at the bar, we have our Uh, Window where the food comes out and uh, some food came up and the person goes hey Jim is that my steamed vegetables over there and they go I go no it's not and they go how do you know unless you take well first of all I just put yours in it takes a couple minutes for the steamed vegetables they got to steam them it's not just like they're just sitting there um I walk over and I said, it's not for your, it's for another table. And they go, and what's, uh, and I said, you said, first of all, what's the second of all? Well, second of all, it's a fish sandwich with French fries. There are no vegetables on this, but there's a slice of tomato. That's the one vegetable. And actually a tomato is a fruit. And, uh. And I had uh, someone go and say, well, listen, is that my food? How do you know it's not my food? It's not your food. That's not your chicken parm. Are you sure it's not my chicken parm? And so, first of all, the sauce on it is white and uh, chicken parm has red. And I mean, I guess you could think the cheese is. And... uh, Second of all, it's a prime rib. Not that. And he said, but I can see where it's confused because it's almost almost the same thing. And they stopped and looked at me and they said, What do you mean? Almost the same thing. And I said, Well, instead of chicken, it's it's beef. And I have tomato sauce, it's a jus sauce, and there's no cheese. And you did order a baked potato, but they're not having a baked potato; they're having French fries. And it's and they're not having coleslaw; they're having um, cucumber salad. And they go, everything you said is completely different. And I said, yes, and it looks completely different than the thing you were looking for. And I'm just answering it the same way that you thought that that may be your chicken parm. And they'll just look at me, and I'll just and they'll say that's so petty and small. And I said, you know what? It's a slow day. Some days I really like that. I really, that's what I look, I, I live, I live for petty and small. I look. I live for those moments that lighten my day. And there's nothing better, like, for something, and I'm not trying to make fun of anybody. It's just some, I'm trying to amuse myself. And there's nothing better when I have, let's say I have a bunch of Latin regulars and, um, African American regulars at the bar, a couple of those. And someone will come up and they will ask for water with lemon and maybe a pellegrino and ask for an old fashioned and this and that and ask me some questions about some liquor and then the person will walk away and I go and look at my regulars. And obviously I am you know, if they had a picture of white people and vanilla ice cream next to it, I'd be right there with them. But I I love saying to them in, you know, just a voice, I go like this, "Ah." I go, get, you know, white people, huh? And I look at the people and they'll just stare at me. And then if they get me, it'll get a big laugh. But either way, I'm entertaining myself. And I just live for those moments. Well, listen, that's it. That's all I have for today. I do enjoy your company. I uh, hope you see. Check out the websites that I have. My have my sister working on uh, some things. Um, hopefully, uh, I, I know she's doing a great job. I'll be, I'm working with my sister. I may be having her on the show. I don't want to discom- uh, discompobulate anybody because I think that that may... Be a jolt to your system. But we're going to try it a couple of times. But she is she's going to be uh, a technical advisor. She may show up as a guest in the future. But she has some ideas. And, uh, you know, tons of people have ideas. I got ideas. I don't let all my ideas out to the world sometimes. I don't want people to think I'm crazy. But that's it. That's it for today. I'd like to thank you for listening. I hope it was cohesive. And I didn't ramble a lot. So that's it. I'll talk to you later. Bye.